ready, dear. Um, gentlemen here we are it uh it is wednesday and that means it is an episode of the cult of odd however this is not your typical cult of odd tonight is the inaugural episode of sims showcase closed and i'm gonna i'm gonna let her tell you what it is from here I felt that we needed a big case as the inaugural one. And I think... Hold on. You're too low. Give me a second. I'm going to boost you. Okay. Go ahead and talk. Is this better? At all? I... Yeah. There you go. Okay. So, for the first episode, we really thought that it was important to take on a much more substantial case than I would normally have covered on a first episode. But this one, being something that I was already so familiar with, and something that we already knew, normally, this is going to go with a case that he hasn't heard about or doesn't know much about. So he can hear it for the first time. I basically this get is... to play the role of the audience, like the li <laughs> live reaction. This is, what is this, an extension of Odd Reacts? Basically. You're just going to be reacting to horrific crimes. So, you know. But this is one that we saw, like, unfolding as it happened. This is something we followed in the news. Um right off the bat we had a gut feeling we won't get through till through all of it we'll show what made us think what we think um but we're going to be covering the chris watts case he's a family annihilator and a very distinct subsect of family annihilators um one that not a lot of people saw the signs coming um it's a very heavy case due to the graphic nature of some of the things that he did. Um, but we felt it was really important to cover this one. Not only because we knew the case so well, but because what it entails and kind of the... I, I tread lightly on calling this domestic violence because I think this goes deeper than domestic violence. Um, I think there was some manipulation there, but I don't think it's a full case of we saw the signs we knew, you know, way before, you know, oh, he was always abusive or always this or always that. Like, we can call that on some cases. On this one, it was a little bit more dodgy. 
so I don't know exactly how to describe it in a way that makes typical bullet point sense. But we knew that this was an important case to cover because the warning signs aren't always there. It's just a heavier case to unfold. Is there anything else you'd like to say about this case before I get into the details? I mean, the only problem is, is anything I would say would actually probably give away parts of it. All I'm going to say is there are very few true crime cases that I actively pay attention to. And this one caught my interest mainly because of uh, when they interviewed him. And I don't want to say anything more than that. <laughs> I'll play that entire, I have that entire news clip ready to go. When we get to that point, I will play it and let you, because, yeah, it's. Just understand that throughout the, the run of this, uh, this, this show for Case Closed, we are going to look at some of the most gruesome and horrific cases mm -hmm. that have ever been talked about anywhere. We are going to take a look at individuals who are barely fucking human mm -hmm. when it comes down to it. It will yeah. be uncomfortable. It will be unnerving. And some of the details that you are going to hear about, not only in this case that we're going to be talking about, but in future cases as well, are definitely going to be... Um, for mature audiences and for those with a, a fairly strong stomach. If that is not I'm, you, don't worry. We won't be upset. You know, we want you to listen, yes, but if that's not you, it's cool. We'll see you on Cultivad. For the rest of you. Yeah. Yeah, it's. The more gory details are definitely going to be in part two. This is going to have to be a twofold. There's so many details. We still find out things because he is still giving us details way later. Little bits and pieces that I don't think he ever meant to. But he's still giving us stuff and we're finding things out. So there is constantly something coming out, whether it's a little detail or a big one. There's constantly things coming out. So this episode will not be anywhere near as gruesome as the next one will be. This one's going to be a lot of the backstory and a lot of what's leading up to and including the first part and I, of what happened. I'm going to say that the reason that I think stuff keeps coming out is because I think uh, Chris Watts has hit a point where he – he likes to hear himself talk. Oh, God, yeah. He's narcissistic, and, but I think he's narcissistic for a different reason than normal. And he wants everyone to think that he's somehow important. Yeah, I, 100%. I also feel knowing just a little, just knowing about the case, I also feel that that is where a lot of this had stemmed from to begin with. I don't think he felt seen, heard, or important enough in his own mind. 
right? Like there's a level that he thought he should be at in everyone's eyes. And unfortunately. And that's where his wife was. And we will touch on that as well. His wife was really kind of the star of their relationship. And I don't want to say it like that, but it's, there is a discussion going on now about his wife on Reddit that I've seen and I've stayed away from, and I would not like to discuss it here because I don't know enough about that to put speculation on a victim. However, I will mention what it is. There is speculation that she was controlling and manipulative and everything that they've seen in the clips of her have seen very uh, focus on me, focus here, focus, I'm the person, you need to focus on me, and that she was demanding. I'm not going to even touch that. I don't know that well enough, anything about that, to go anywhere near that. I'd like to focus on literally what has happened. Yeah, because that falls too much under the realm of victim blaming. Victim blaming, yes, exactly. That is a thing that's coming up a lot recently. And I don't know why this case has decided to, like, you know how every now and then a case will just pop back up in, like, local discussion, like, that type of thing. Like, in the true crime community as well, like, sometimes a case will just kind of, like, we're discussing this one now. Like, we're discussing more happening on this one. Like, this one's coming back up, and it comes up a lot. About every year it comes up two to three times. And I think it's because it was such a shocking case with national news on it immediately that it definitely has captured people in a way that something like BTK back in the day would have done. Even though he, Chris Walter's nowhere near as notorious as BTK. That's He wants to be. That's, he wants to be household name. I will say that. I believe 100%. There's no reason he would still be doing the interviews that he's doing, the Netflix specials, the documentaries, everything like that. He would not be still doing that. And so be writing the letters to the news from prison if he did not want that. There is no, that is narcissistic to the nth degree. Like, that is all the way out there. I just hear that song I, uh, from fucking Greece. Look at me, I'm Sandra D. Yes. Lousy with publicity. Yes. <laughs> he's very much a look at me. He's a pick me girl. <clears throat> that is what I would consider him. A pick me girl. It, uh, he's just. Uh, Captain <sighs> says maybe he looks up to people like BTK. I don't even think he has. the. Okay. This is. I don't want to say this is going to sound mean because this is a family annihilator and I'm not going to be nice about this at all. He's a douchebag. However, I don't think he has the mental wherewithal to look up to somebody like BTK. And when the details of this case are discussed, you will see exactly why I believe that. This man is dumb. Box of rocks. Stupid. That's my opinion. All right. Are you ready to get into the details? Uh-huh. Yep. I'm just waiting on you. I'm along for the ride here. Okay. 
Unless you want so, me to, to quickly shout out everyone that's in the chat right now for you. Go for it. All right. I want to give a big shout out to Hog Gaming, Sensual Onion, Motor City Candleworks, Skelly the Musician, and Captain. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoy what we're about to, to put forth. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or anything that you want relayed, just put it in the chat and I will find a, a point to try and put it in there so your voice can be heard as well. Absolutely. If you have questions or comments, drop it in the chat. I will answer them. He will read them to me because I cannot have it up. It will kill my frame rate. However, my he will read them to me. I will answer them to the best of my ability. If it's something like, why do these people do these things? Out of my frame of reference, guys. That's too far. Yep. And also, but, too, if you get upset because you got commercials, you just hit the subscribe button. I will pull up before true. the show is over. Anyone that has subscribed during the episode, I will pull up and make sure everyone gets shouted out at the end. We've got alerts. Follows as well. Yeah, follows as well. We've got alerts and sounds turned off as to uh, show respect, not only to Sim, because it would you know interrupt what she's trying to present, but the material itself. So uh, for those of you that love playing with the sounds and stuff like that, I'll be, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll stream tomorrow for you. Yeah, you can throw all of those then. But yeah, um, the gravity of this situation being what it is, we didn't think it was respectful to the dead to do that. So, so. all right, ready when you are. Okay. So like I said, we are going to touch on this with a lot of empathy and sensitivity towards the victims. So I'm going to start this off with a bit of a punch. On August 15th, 2018, Chris Watts was fired from Anadarko Petroleum. Not because of a work performance issue or interpersonal relationships. Because he was arrested. He was arrested because he failed a polygraph test and confessed to his father and investigators that he had, in fact, murdered his wife and children. Investigators, after a two- to three-day search, had recently discovered the body of his pregnant wife, Shanann Watts, in a shallow grave, and his two children, Bella and Celeste Watts, in two different crude oil storage silos nearby. This is where I'm going to take room the detail and talk about a specific detail on this. The openings to these oil silos are eight inches in diameter. These children were like three and four. 20 centimeters, eight inches. Two whole humans were shoved through these. While in police custody, Chris had initially claimed that he told Shanann he wanted to separate. He alleged that he went downstairs, noticed Shanann strangling Celeste, their oldest, their youngest, and that Bella, their youngest, her lifeless body was nearby, and he ran upstairs in a rage and had strangled Shanann. I would like to put one thing on that. That is damn near a quote from him, and he did phrase it that way. He went downstairs. Notice Shanann strangling Celeste and that Bella was nearby, already gone, and then ran upstairs in a rage and strangled Shanann. Where's the positioning in that? It, it doesn't... I mm, Box of rocks. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back in time 
we're going to cover their relationship and everything moving forward. So, in 2010, Christopher Lee Watts and Shanann Catherine, I'm going to try and I'm going to butcher, Ruchik, it is R-Z-U-C-E-K. I can't. That's, they were both living in North Carolina. Christopher was from Spring Lake and Shanann was from Aberdeen. They met in 2010 when his cousin's wife recommended they become friends on Facebook. Now, Shanann had said previously in a live on Facebook, she accepted the friend's request thinking, I'm never even going to meet this guy. Little did she know. Right before they met, she had been diagnosed with lupus. She was, and this was a chronic thing throughout their marriage, she was in chronic pain constantly, and she had tried everything to help her pain, including going to the gym, doing all of the different, like, stretches, all of the different medications. She was constantly in and out of the doctor. She was chronically ill. Um, they had went on their first date to the movies. He appeared as what was considered by her underdressed and very sloppy. It seems like a small detail, but to me that goes back into his narcissistic mindset and how there's little droplets of it throughout their lives. And a lot of the details for this will be from that. In April of 2011, they were going to Disney with some of her cousins. She made a Facebook post saying, going to Disney with cousins and my boyfriend next week. Boyfriend, who is a genius, said, are we going to Disney? They have been planning this trip for months. And then she commented on her own post and said, he lacks common sense sometimes. I guess that's why God created us women, because men would lose their own body parts. I common sense in him is not there and she was right in 2011 august 10th keep the frame rate of august in your mind that keeps coming up with them and something i've noticed he proposed to shanann at ocean isle beach and what she called on facebook again the night you proposed to me was one of the best nights of my life i don't think she would consider that now so in november of 2011 they visited Colorado. They stayed with her old boss. There were accusations right before her and Chris met that her and her boss were too close. And that there was some indiscretions going on. All of this was rumored. Nothing was ever confirmed and Shanann denied it entirely. They were looking at homes together on the trip. Because she had discovered, and they did that very quick. They were not planning on it. It wasn't a, it was, she got there and she realized that her chronic pain and her illness were lessened by the climate and environment of Colorado. So they immediately started looking at homes. In December of 2011, Shanann was accepted into the Presbyterian School of Nursing program for an RN. And she literally started classes the January of 2012. A few weeks into December, do you remember the body part comment she made on Facebook? 
a few weeks after she got accepted into college, Chris had surgery to remove a tumor that was cancerous from his penis that she had found. He did not notice a tumor growing on his own body part. How? I don't know. That's why I left that Facebook post in there. But, like... It was a very... It was a medium to large-sized cancerous tumor on his penis. Did he think God was just giving him extra inches? I mean... I don't know, and this is where I agree with her, that this man lacks all the common sense. Like, I... I know right now the chat room is is filled with uh, our, our, our guy friends, and I'm pretty sure every single one of them in there right now, if something was a miss, a tumor. Yeah, yes. like... A cancerous tumor. Like, oh. How do you not know you have... It apparently, from what was said in text messages between her and her friend, is that it was visible. It was noticeable. I... Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm at a loss here cuz Yeah, I <laughs> anything even remotely changes down there and you I'm know. aware. Right. Same thing with women though. Like that's just something you know. Like you you know your body. Apparently he did not. So, in February of 2012, she posted multiple times on Facebook that she was really overwhelmed. She was doing the entire wedding planning alone goes back to that little nod back at him um and then she also discovered while doing all of her classes and planning the wedding that she was diagnosed with celiac disease that's going to come up because of his family chris there was a video of him on facebook that she had shared and it was a youtube link he had taken a communications class nothing really major there no big deal Except he had to give a speech, and he chose the subject to be, and I cannot stress this enough that he chose this. It was not chosen for him. Relationship deterioration and repair. I... That's the universe going, ah. I literally put in my notes under it, sigh. Like, because I was so just bewildered. I feel like, like we need the, the family guy ostrich. Aha! Yeah. It, it's very... Like, that is, if not the most foreshadowed thing I have ever seen in my life. And there's been some pretty foreshadowed things. You couldn't foreshadow anything better in a cartoon. He stresses me out. I don't know why, but he does. From what I can find, it looks like he moved to Colorado ahead of her. As she was still in North Carolina planning the wedding. They ended up married in North Carolina. But he moved ahead to Colorado. 
because in June of 2012, he was already working at Longmark, Longmont Ford as a head mechanic. Shanann ended up coming to see him and had an interview there as well. She ended up in sales. And this is something you will see a lot in Shanann's life. She is spectacular at sales. 100%. She went to literally top salesperson like that. It was just something for her that she was very good at. She ended up going back after they secured that job for her. They ended up, She goes back to North Carolina. And in September, she comes in again. And they go house hunting again. October 18th, they finalized a house and a plot. And they started the construction. Now, there were letters written from her mother to either the news or whatever outlet was working with. But she wrote letters detailing things that we did not know previous. And I'm going to include a few snippets of these, and they're probably going to make you mad. So they were doing a family gathering, and this is from her mother's perspective. I and his parents had a cookout along with her father. They were floored when they saw her house. Shanae was a hard worker and eventually wanted to sell and make a profit and keep doing so to eventually become mortgage-free because she comes from a family of contractors. Shanae was eager to please his parents. She waited on them hand and foot. When Shanae left the back porch, it was just me and Chris's mom. She leaned over to me and said, Shanann was married before? I said, yes, just like your daughter was. And then a while later when we were alone, she said, I just don't see it. I said, what? She said, I don't see or feel that your daughter loves my son. I knew she was going to be a thorn in the marriage because my mother-in-law was the same way. Every time we had cookouts, his mom and sister were quiet and distant, and they were not accepted. They made it known they did not accept Shanann or her family. Oh, so they were petty bitches. Oh, you were... Foreshadowing. Boom. <clears throat> Fast forward to the engagement party. Shanann and I shopped for food, wine, etc. We spent a lot. Jamie, Chris's sister, wanted all the invitations so she could help. So Shanann told me, Mom, Jamie wants to help. She wants to send all of the invitations. What do you think? Is she accepting me? I'm going to let her do it. <sighs> Little did she know. The mom and sister prepped the food. And cross-contaminated every piece of food there. Shanann couldn't eat any of it at her own engagement party. Everything was made with gluten. She said, thank God I made lots of food I brought so at least my daughter could eat. So literally, his mother and his sister prepped all the food at the engagement party. And made it so, and they knew, they knew she was gluten-free and had to because she had celiacs. 
they cross-contaminated all the food so she could not eat at her own engagement party. That's some flat-out hoe shit right there. Like, <laughs> All right, so say what you want, think what you want when it comes to, to certain food allergies and whatnot. Some people look at it like, ah, they're just a picky eater. But either way, just in case you're wrong, how about not being a cunt? <laughs> like, have you tried that? Have have you tried not being just a total fucking twat waffle? Would you like to make it worse? Because I can make it worse. Hmm. We're still at the engagement party. Mm-hmm. The night went on. Shanann and I went into the bathroom, and Shanann told me, Mom, I sent like 80 invites, and only the immediate family came. So Shanann called people the next day to learn they never received an invitation. Chris's sister had sent out all of the invitations to his side of the family and her immediate family, but none of the rest of her invites went out. She had like five people out of 80. She never sent the invitations to her family. This was an ongoing theme for them. They were constantly, oh, what's the word? Not encouraging. Enabling. Sorry, brain. They were enabling Chris the entire time. The entire time. They were enabling and coddled him. He was just... And I've seen this quote float and I didn't want to use, but he was Mommy's special boy. I... Makes me mad. Okay. They were married in Mecklenburg County in North Carolina in 2012. Right after the wedding, like two weeks later, there was a post after the wedding that they'd already moved into a, a probably a rental home or a temporary home there in Colorado, and they were finally living together. April of 2013, their home was finished. This was Shanann's dream home. She loved this house. In May of 2013, she announced she was pregnant with Bella Marie. But not only in the pregnancy announcement on Facebook did she just put that she was pregnant, she was thanking him for being such a wonderful husband and how lucky she was that they get to go on this journey together with having a child. And then told him, I'm so glad that you were able to get the brand new supercharged Mustang that you always wanted. Nothing was just about the baby. It was about what he got. Because apparently he was very upset that he didn't get enough recognition. For getting a car. He got a car because he didn't feel like he got enough recognition and he felt like, oh, well, the house is yours. I want something I want. And it was a brand new supercharged Mustang. Like, right off the line. Tell me you have a small penis without telling me you have a small penis. I'll wait. That's why, I mean, he would have noticed the tumor that way. It's bigger than it used to be. What's going on down here? (laughs) I, I just, I can't. It's... Ants have more forethought than this man. So, when Shanann got pregnant with Bella Marie, the entire family was excited. Both sides. When 
her family would come in to visit during the pregnancy. His family never showed up. Never. And the ongoing thing for their family was they never acted like the grandchildren were grandchildren because they never accepted Shanann. There are text messages back and forth with his family talking a whole bunch of smack and her having to defend and him saying nothing at all. It, I don't like that. I never have. Um, they were very closed off. They made it very well known. They did not like Shanann and did not agree with her in any way, shape, or form. So in 2014, he left Longmont Ford due to developing the onset of carpal tunnel in both of his hands. This, to me, does not make sense. At all. So, head mechanic developing carpal tunnel, 100% can see that. What I can't see is the fact that he did it right after she was, like, kept getting top salesperson, and she was overshadowing him. Because after he left Ford, he claimed all the pain had vanished. Just vanished. And then he switched jobs to Covenant Testing Technologies, which is an oil-filled contractor. I, I, I don't believe that he had the onset of carpal tunnel, like he said. I think he got overshadowed because he was no longer top dog there. And I think he got uncomfortable with it and wanted, like, away from her at the workplace. That's a personal opinion. But I've seen... And Shanann shared a lot of things on Facebook. A lot. Like, her Facebook, I believe, is still active. You can still go through. It's public. Like, her family made sure that it stayed that way. And she posted everything. She lived her life on social media. I never saw anything about him being diagnosed with carpal tunnel in this time or even having a doctor's appointment about it. In fact, she rarely mentioned ever that he switched jobs. I think it was a tipping point for them and that she was getting a lot of slack behind the scenes. Again, opinion from what I've read from her and seen about this. So... And he'd switched jobs from Covenant in December of 2015. Uh, they had, what's the word? Filed for bankruptcy. So I don't know how that affected their home. I don't know how that affected their family in general. There's not a lot of details shared about that one either. I think that might be another reason he had left that job, or maybe it could have been the causation of him leaving that job and then not being employed for a little bit. Um, but then he switched jobs right after he got hired with the oil field contractor of Covenant. He got hired by Anadarko Petroleum. Shanann needed something where she could work from home. So she started selling unique cosmetics, the multi-level marketing scheme. I 
said sales were a very big thing in her life because they were. She was successful. Very successful. Everything she touched it was sales. It was like it turned to gold. She was just that personality. And she did like the Facebook parties. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were done. What did we see them for? We saw them for uh, Delusional LaRoe. We saw them for the uh, the 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 gems, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I I seem to remember there was a crystal lady at some point. Um, <coughs> what else? Uh, this was the and we have personal experience with this because somebody we knew used to um, sell this. Do you remember the mascara? The big mascara scheme of Unique. Mm-hmm. It's that one. Okay. Well, shit. I so used to date a pure romance consultant, and you know, I, that's that's the same thing. It's it's fucking it's pyramid scheme. Flat she out. She was good at them. She was good at them. Well, yeah. If she you don't have, have any work. morals, and the only focus is money, and she did though. She did though. She had morals. Like she had these. Like she had the children. But, or the child at the time. So it was November and December of 2014 that Shanann found out she was pregnant with Celeste, who they called Cece. And in 2015, here's that little bit of irony that keeps coming back in. Um, she posted on Facebook, and there was this huge big thing about it, that Chris had underwent children's CPR training. irony now there was a medical reason for this Bella and Celeste both had health problems not unlike their mother but they ended up with this very long drawn out back and forth to the hospital thing they tried everything and tested for everything the doctors weren't sure and finally her mom said take them to a specialist see if they have asthma turns out it was a really weird case of asthma on both of them that was genetic that it just wasn't tested for. It didn't come up on normal tests. But they ended up both having asthma. They felt it necessary that he kept up with this training the same way that she did because she was still in nursing programs. Uh, I believe at some point she ended up leaving that. But Can I uh, just say, too, I hate the fact that this motherfucker has my same first name. I know. Because every time you say his name... I know! I know. I'm so glad I go by Odd or Rooster that very few people call me by that. Because, you know, yeah. I'm aware. Not happy. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just saying it now. Not happy at all. This was another one of those stressors on their relationship. That it was seen as a lot of back and forth a lot of stress a lot of what's wrong with the kids like that whole like weighing on the marriage thing it kept that going um but shenan stopped selling unique and started selling thrive do you remember thrive my god from the frying pan into the fucking fire (laughs) wildly successful wildly she began hosting lives on Facebook. She was, like, doing constant marketing with this. 
she ended up with a few people under her from it. Uh, she was making take home in Thrive sales alone. She was making over 80k a year. She was successful. Thriving. Still, yes, she was thriving on Thrive. I hate to say that, but like she would do the pictures with like the patches on her arm and like some of these things were what she claimed and what I believe from seeing her posts because I've I've watched a lot of these things from her. Some of the Thrive patches truly helped the way she felt during the day. I think they alleviated some of the symptoms of her lupus. I wouldn't say they cured it, obviously. I wouldn't say that they did things, you know, wildly out of proportion. I think for her and her alone, it worked. I don't know. Which is why I believe she had such a punch in it. All I'm going to say is most of those weight loss things like that, they're just fucking legal cocaine. Right. It wasn't like, just weight loss. Like there was a lot of health food supplements, a lot of different protein powders, a lot of different. Um, I believe at one point they were doing like the essential oils, the patches, a lot of. It was health based type of thing. I think it's a bunch of malarkey that had a placebo effect. Probably. But as anybody with chronic illness, including me, can tell you. Sometimes a placebo can be a literal godsend. Anything to get that relief from the pain for even a day is worth it. But she had one of the most popular Thrive live streams. There was a few, like, remember, this is like 2015. You mean a Thrive stream? I'm ending this show. (laughs) Do that one more time. I will never do this again with you if you start this again. She started selling it. She got really popular. Her and Chris were doing trips. Uh, there were She met some of her closest friends this way. Uh, there was constantly, like, there was even, I believe they went out of the country. They were going to, like, different places. Like, they got those premium trips for the business meetings and the business trips. She was up there. Um, so while she was away on a business trip in 2018, it was one of the first or second weeks in August. It was literally like August 13 was the day she came home. So it was the week previous. She had been in Arizona on a business trip. She was texting with her friend. She had just found out she was pregnant again. It was a little boy. And then we're going to name it Nico. And she ended up having a very tumultuous time with him in the first couple months of the pregnancy is what I'll say. Because I believe she was four months pregnant when what happened happened. But she kept texting with her friends because things were not right at home. She needed somebody to vent to, and he was not there for her at all. So she sent a message to her friend while she was away that said, Chris told me last night he's scared to death about this third baby. He's happy with just Bella and Celeste and doesn't want another baby. And there's like a line of crying emojis. Uh, The friend said he's just scared. Everything will be fun once the baby comes. 
there had been a lot of fighting about his parents and that they didn't show up to the kids' birthdays parties like any of them. Any of the parties, any of the family get-togethers for the kids, nothing. Ignored them. Uh, they ended up, I believe she got into a fight with his mom and there was like a long, drawn-out fight about it and she ended up saying a lot of hurtful things to Shanann. And Shanann finally lost it and said, basically, you're not hurting my kids anymore. You can stay where you are. You're not hurting my kids. And he argued about it. Well, you're making me pick between you and my family. And she said, if they apologize, you know, they can come back into the kid's life. But they have to apologize to me. And this can't go on. Didn't happen. Instead, she sent this message to her friend. He said they apologized and that they didn't come to Celeste's party because they were scared of me. That's bullshit. If you are sincerely sorry and love your son and grandkids, you reach out and say that. He was totally on board. We decided it together. There was another text message that came through. That said he's changed. I don't know who he is. He hasn't touched me all week. He hasn't kissed me or talked to me. Except for when I'm trying to figure out what is wrong with him. We've never had a problem in our relationship like this. I just want to cry. Now after. Shanann was found. They went through her phone. And they found these drafts of letters. So the two letters that you have on the uh, evidence table there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm actually going to go through and read those because those are Shanann's words directly and I believe her words get to be believed over anything. Um, but there was this one other text that I'm trying to pull up. Um, and it's between her and her friend talking about the conversation that they had with Chris about the things that were going on. I had a lot of words I wanted to say to her and your dad for his stupidity. No one stands up to your mom and your dad for that. He's just as guilty by not doing anything. I have nothing to do with him. Stop sharing memories of his grandkids. What does that have to do with me? They are fucking with our kids' feelings, and I'm not okay with that. I am their mother, and I will protect them. I have enough to worry about with the world out there. I'm not going to worry about family. I'll just remove it. That's what I texted him in the middle of the night. And the friend says, what did he say? She said, nothing. The friend says, nothing at all? Just that he loves the kids. Did he say that he loves you? No. He asked me if the kids could see his parents, and I said no. I'm standing my ground. They haven't made contact in four weeks. No show to her party and nothing said for his birthday or for her birthday. And it was a lot of from the friend of it's shocking. He hasn't said a word to you about what you said to him. I'm so sorry. He needs to open up and talk to you about everything. You guys need to clear the air and make work on it. She had tried to get him to go to marriage counseling and he basically said the same words that a lot of people say. Um, I'm not going to sit in front of a stranger and tell them everything that I just told you. 
she was actively trying to make the relationship work. So there are two letters. I do not know which one goes first because these were just found in her phone. Um, I believe this one is first. Yes. Okay. My dearest Chris, I don't know where to begin. I am so lost for words. I can't even explain how bad and how hard this pain hurts. The last five weeks have been so hard. I missed everything about you. I missed your morning breath, your touch, your lips against mine. I missed holding you. I missed smelling you in the sheets. I missed talking to you in person. I missed watching you laugh and play with the kids. I love seeing their smile with you. I missed seeing you. There's some graphic details in here I'm leaving out. I missed having you around when I felt alone and upset. I flat out missed the hell out of you. I don't know how we, and this is a quote from him, fell out of compatibility. The only major thing that happened between, that was, happened was between your mom and I, and I can't change what happened. I'll work with you and them to work things out. There has to be a mutual respect from all parties. An apology from your mom personally would be nice. Our daughter's life can't be replaced. I've only seen you shut down like this once, and that was with your parents after our wedding. We deserve to have all family in our life, and with love, not hate. I don't want to lose you ever. I'll be civil and get along with your mom. We all just need to have mutual respect, and I will do anything for you. The last thing on earth for you... The last thing on earth is for you to hurt. You deserve the world, and I don't like when you hurt, because it hurts me. I can't and won't lose you without fighting for us. I will always fight for our marriage and you. This is the hardest thing I've ever gone through, but you are worth it. Tell me what you need. I love you, baby, with all of my heart, always and forever. Love always, Shanann. She absolutely loved him up and down did not care they were going to go through rocky parts didn't matter this guy's scum that's what i'll leave on that one though that he's gum worse than scum so we've gotten through the texts we've gotten through the letter At approximately 1.48 a.m. on Monday, August 13th of 2018, Shanann was returning from a business trip from Arizona and was driven home by her friend and colleague, Nicole Atkinson. Over that weekend, Chris had been home with their daughters alone, and later that day, Shanann and the girls were reported missing by Atkinson, who became concerned when Shanann missed a scheduled OBGYN appointment at 10 a.m. and failed to return any of her text messages or calls. <sighs> After she missed a business meeting, Atkinson knew something was wrong beyond all doubt. She went to the Watts residence at about 12.10 p.m. when the doorbell and the knocks went unanswered. Nicole called Chris, who was at work, and then called the Frederick Police Department. 
she had seen that Shanann's car was still there and the car seats were still in the car. She thought maybe that she had fallen in the home or had a medical emergency and nobody was there. Shanann usually texts me after a trip like that because she wants to hit the ground running. If I don't answer by a certain time, she'll usually call me. I figured when I woke up, I would have a text from her. I blew it off and thought maybe she was tired. Atkinson found Shanann's vehicle in the garage and the car seats inside. He called Chris and asked him to come home because she was worried Shanann may have suffered a medical episode and passed out. She apparently had passed out in the past. So we're going to play the 911 call. If I can pull that up. Can you transition to that for me? Done. And just let me know when you're ready. <clears throat> ready. Hello. I forgot if I mute in Discord, you can't hear me. Ready. I'm an idiot. Okay. Leave me alone. Hi, Stacey. My name's Nicole, and I'm calling because I'm concerned about um, a friend of mine. Um, I dropped her off at her house at 2 in the morning last night because we were out of town together, and we were on the way back from the airport, and um, she's pregnant, and I haven't been able to get a hold of her this morning, and I've gone to her house, and her car's there, and stuff like that, but she won't answer the door. She won't answer phone calls. She won't answer text messages. And I'm just really, really concerned. And she had a doctor's appointment this morning, and she didn't go to it. And I'm just, I don't know what to do. I called him and talked to him, and he said that she went on a play date with her other two daughters. But, like, if she went on a play date, they're both in car seats. Why would she not take her car? <laughs> Perfectly understandable. Do you happen to know her address, Nicole? I'm asking Santa to the house. It's 2825 Saratoga Trail in Frederick. And then I said, like, Chris, can you just come home and check to make sure she's okay? Because the shoes she wears every single day are right inside her door. And he was like, yeah, I'll be there in three minutes. Well, that was 45 minutes ago. And I called him and asked him again, can you please come home? And he's like, I'm 45 minutes out. Okay. Um, Nicole, I'll go ahead and back call in. I just need you, if you could please repeat her address to make sure I have it entered correctly. 2825 Saratoga. It's S A R. E-O-G-A-T-R. Okay. Thank you. And can I get a phone number that you're calling me from? Area code first. 970. Thank you. Okay, Nicole, tell me exactly what happened. So, um, we were out of town for work, and we flew in last night, so I got delayed, and I dropped her off at her house at 2 in the morning. She's 15 weeks pregnant. And she wasn't feeling well over the weekend, and she was very, like, distraught and out of the sorts because her and her husband are having issues. So, because she wasn't, like, eating or drinking and stuff like that. So then this morning, I was like, let me know if you need, you need to take you to your doctor's appointment because you're not feeling well. And I have called and texted. I've come to her house. She's not answering the door. She's not responding to text messages, phone calls. I've had other friends reach out to her. None of us can get her to respond to us. Um... They have two little girls that are um, three and four. I mean, there's no movement in the house whatsoever. And he states that she 
didn't take them to daycare and was going to go on a play date, but they're both in car seats and their car, her car is here. What's your name? It's in the garage. And I'm like, well, see them. Huh? What's your name? Shanann Watts. It's S-H-A-N-A-N-N Watts, W-A-T-T-S. Do you know her date of birth or how old she might be? I'm on I-70, I'm about a half hour to 45 minutes out. 
And I just said, okay, and then I hung up and called you guys because that, I mean, I'm just worried. <laughs> okay, Nicole, what kind of vehicle are you in right now? I'm in a white Dodge Dart. transition back already did okay so we get a lot of details there out of Nicole especially um, but Frederick police arrived for the welfare check at about 140 Chris did show up and during the welfare check Christopher gave the police officer permission to search the house. The family dog, Dieter, was discovered unharmed, but there was no sign of Shanann or the girls. Nothing. However, searchers in the house, including Nicole and her, I believe it was either her boyfriend or her son, I can't remember off the top of my head, found Shanann's purse containing her keys and the children's medicine in the house. Her phone was later found between the couch cushions. Her car, which of course still contained the girls' car seats, was in the garage, and Shanann's wedding ring was found on the bedside table. So, the issue that they had here was there was no sign of her being in the home since the night before when they had dropped off. Shanann, from what I understood, would take her wedding ring off at night because she didn't like the feeling that it gave her hands. Um, but she would leave it on the bedside table. Now, something that Nicole mentioned in the 911. A couple, about a week ago, before all of this, Chris had told Shanann he wanted to separate that he was no longer in love with her and they were no longer compatible. She begged for an explanation, never got one. He just kept telling her, opposites attract, but we're too far apart at this point. She was trying everything she could just to get through to him, like, hey, let's work this out, let's do something. And he just was non-responsive about it. Just kind of like aloof. It didn't really seem to hurt him any. He was more so annoyed that she was trying. This is where we have to watch the very uncomfortable part that I don't like. It's. It didn't feel right to Shanann. Shanann felt that there that something had changed. In him, she felt that he wasn't being attentive to the girls. He wasn't hugging her. He wasn't being 
he wasn't being himself. It, this one's hard for me to read. He had deleted text messages between him and his dad because he felt that Shanann would see them and it would be hurtful to her. So she knew he was able to delete messages and knew how to do them. The friend that she had been texting with suggested that maybe there was another woman. And suggested maybe go through his phone. Take that as you may. She said that she looked and she knew that messages had been deleted between him and his father. Because she could tell the conversation didn't flow right. So he was probably texting somebody else. But she wouldn't know that because he was probably just deleting them. He knew how to cover his tracks. What she didn't know is he was using that fake calculator app. So he had text messages and photos and video, everything in between that. Shanann was 100% correct. There was another woman he had met at work. We'll get into that in the next episode. Because that starts down a whole other rabbit hole with him. But Can I just say, wait a minute. Okay, so a little bit earlier, uh, Woodgood had said in the chat, if my wife made 80, uh, 80K a year, Fuck, I'm treating her like the best person in the world. That's a boss bitch. Captain had come in and said, my wife makes about 70K as an RN, and that's how I treat her. How you just... 80K a year. annoyed with her. Wait, wait, wait. 80K a year. Brand new fucking penis extension in the driveway. Right? His, his favorite fucking shiny penis extension... With all the, the trimmings, minus the uh, the tumor, um, mm-hmm. sitting in the driveway. What does this man have to be upset about? He didn't feel important because she was a rock star at her job. She was important. In that Thrive community, she was seen as a rock star. Okay. She knew how to run it. She, she was literally a boss bitch. So you give the kids the fucking applesauce, you hook in, and you ride the goddamn gravy train and shut the fuck up. He, when they went to these business meetings, right, or the business trips. You put on a fucking nice dress and some pearls. (laughs) He was seen as the trophy husband type because he was escorting her on these trips that they got because of her job. And he always seemed very, you know, I'll smile for the pictures, but as soon as that camera's off me, I'm a miserable son of a bitch. There are photos of them together where it's just, oh my god, you can see how much he's, like, forcing the smile and she's genuinely happy. So you got two choices right here. Like it and shut the fuck up, or get good, scrub. Uh, Apparently he chose neither. He chose much more horrific things. But I am going to play the body cam video. It is a bit longer. I have to. Just a moment. Is it longer on its own or does it have a tumor that needs to be checked? I'm sorry, now all I can think of when I see his face is, it's not a tumor. 
Uh, would you like a just a tidbit to make you laugh a little bit inside? Hmm. During this horrifically dark case, recently in prison, he was reprimanded. Okay. For what? They searched another man's cell and found Chris Watts' underwear and Chris Watts' Vaseline in that man's cell. Like he has his own brand of Vaseline or it just had his name on it? Everything. They get labeled. Okay. Um, would you like to know why? Because my brain went to Chris Watts' Vaseline for when the law is about to royally fuck you. No, um... There is a a snitch, basically, that did fill in the gaps and was 100% on the money and was confirmed by prison staff. Chris Watts went gay for pay. Of course he did. You can't smile for a fucking camera and get to, but like, you can gay take your wife pay. to Pound Town. Did, did the prisoner promise him a, ni- a nice shiny new penis extension in his driveway? No, but okay, so here's the thing is he wasn't allowed to be incarcerated in Colorado because of safety issues, so he's in Wisconsin. Apparently, they were found to be too close. The other prisoner was completely transported out of state. Wow. They separated them because they were too close. What I want to know right right off the rip is, like, how this motherfucker even has a chance to be gay for pay. Because historically, prisoners do not like child killers. We don't know. For some reason, they that, just let him get away with this in prison. That man has no gag reflex on either end. I, that's the only thing I can think of at this point, is that's why he went gay for pay. He's got no gag okay. reflex on either end. And it's the only way he hasn't gotten his fucking shithole stomped in. I don't know why, but this guy's a sack of shit. All right. I'm going to play the body cam footage. I'm going to turn the volume down a little. It is a little loud. It's very shrill. It is directly from the officer's body cam. You can hear him talking the entire time and relaying things through the radio and what he thinks. I'll just let it play. What's going on? So, my friend, um, we were out of town for a business trip this weekend. Right. And I dropped her off at 2 o'clock this morning. She's 15 weeks pregnant. She wasn't feeling well. And she had a doctor's appointment this morning at 9. And I told her to let me know if she needed me to take her. She's got two little girls. I've called. I've texted. Her car's in the garage. Her shoes she wears every single day right by the front door. How you doing? You seen your neighbors today? No? Okay. What's Chris's phone number? Chris's phone number is... Hey Chris, Officer Coonrod for the police department. Pretty good. So, do you have any idea where your wife is? Right, well, my concern is her car's here, they're saying she's diabetic, I don't want her... She's upstairs and can't respond. Okay, about how far out are you? Okay, alright, he said like five minutes. Scott, how you doing? How's it going? So this is the only vehicle she would have? Only one that, yeah. She would drive? Okay. Matter if I come in, Chris? What time do you leave the day? What time do I leave there? Come no, here. Uh, usually between 5.36. Alright. And was Shannon here then? Yes. Yeah, we'll see you 
Does she usually watch the kids, or do you have daycare watch no, them? She, or? she usually watches the kids if they're not at school. Okay. You guys have any kind of issues, marital issues, or? We're going through a separation. You are? And how's that going? Uh, it's going Civil for the most civil, part, or? <laughs> Why is this man on his phone like that? Additionally, we are presented with the subtle cues of Chris's forethought cover story, being that his wife simply ran off with the kids after a breakdown in the marriage. All I got is blankies, they're gone. Um, they're blankies they sleep with, they don't leave anywhere without them. Good. The rest of Chris's conduct could be analyzed and dissected in various ways, and it would be easy to pick at certain oddities in body language and link them with signs of guilt. Yet, without the hindsight we have now, his behavior could just as easily be linked with an innocent man who is understandably concerned and frantic over the disappearance of his family. His Bullshit. very conservant neighbor, however, had the perceptual advantage of knowing Chris on a semi-personal level, and could analyze his kinesics in a far more accurate manner than the police officer. You just want to go talk to him? I'm gonna get his info real quick. Okay, before this continues, yeah, I'm there a... was go ahead. There's video footage. He had like a ring camera, like out on his garage, to watch his cars, and you could see just out of the corner their entire driveway. So he showed all of that footage to the cops, and how there's no. Like, you don't see her leave. You just see him leave in the morning after putting something in the truck. You can't see everything. Well, go and, ahead. And, 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 okay, so they're saying that it, it's easily, you know, uh, brushed off as, as possibly someone mm -hmm. who is frantic and, and whatnot. No, it's not. No, it's he not. calm as hell, but did you see the rocking? No, no. Hold on. So when I saw him standing there, and you'll, I, I believe, see it a little bit later in, in this video. Mm -hmm. When I first saw him on the news, standing there, talking to the cops, I don't have a college degree. I never went to school for uh, psychology or physiology or anything. I have no prior education <laughs> to back this up. And I looked at that motherfucker standing there and was like, he's guilty. No that ifs, ands, or buts. We'll and it's play the video that proved that to us in just a minute. It's not even the thing that it's normally the fucking husband, right? Like, that wasn't even the, the, uh -uh. the concern. It was watching him. You saw it right there in the fucking video that we, we just showed. And those of you that are listening, you didn't see shit. But he's on his goddamn phone while he's talking to the cops. Why, if your wife and children are missing, are you on your fucking phone... <laughs> what are you playing pokemon go like what got what good said are, are, are you trying to is it raid shadow legends is it that fucking important that's the shit that makes me so angry it's because he faked the whole time like oh i'm calling her friends but then later in an interview said that he didn't even know the name of the friends like oh he claimed that they were off on a you know oh they had a play date scheduled they never there was no play date there was never a play date scheduled she had a doctor's appointment. She was dropping the kids off at daycare. No, what he said was false. She didn't usually watch them. They were in daycare so she could handle her home business. Look, all I'm going to say is when I first saw that is I think he did it, but I just can't prove it. 
that's going to make up for those Thrive jokes. Of <sighs> Reference a Taylor Swift song in the middle of a trigger. Mm. Okay. New, new Taylor Swift react out on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> I got to get another video recorded of that. We have so many left in that. Okay, I'm going to continue this. This is their neighbor. No. small and hard to see but yeah him oh. him like moving and rubbing his chest and like he keeps looking he keeps flicking his eyes between the neighbor and the cop like I don't I don't know what to say dude you're blowing it for me yeah yep so the next day the FBI and the Colorado Bureau of Investigation joined the investigation. Watts initially told police he had no idea where his family might be, and that he'd not seen his wife since 5.15 a.m. the previous day when he left for work. He was a goddamn liar. He gave interviews to Denver stations, both of them, outside of the house, pleading for the return of his wife and daughters, and investigators with search dogs could be heard on the property during the interview. So, Chris Watts told officers under investigative questioning that he and Shanann had been discussing marital separation the morning before the time he claimed to go to work. The affidavit said he informed her he wanted to initiate the separation. The affidavit said that they were both upset and crying, and that Shanann told Chris that she'd be going to a friend's house later in the day. Well, Atkinson said that she was having problems for several weeks prior to Shanann's death. And they had recently taken a trip together to North Carolina to visit family, and he wasn't acting himself there either. He was anxious, just wanted to go home. She texted Nicole from North Carolina when they were on the trip and said, I'm going to need a friend now more than ever when I get back. He wasn't being himself. All of the normal, like he had changed, like all of that kept coming back up. <sighs> this is, this is that iffy thing that I don't like. So we're going to play the news clip. This is the one that you and I both watched happen. Yeah, that, and we That were, motherfucker did it. Fucked up. 
this fucked us up. We sat there, both of us, on the couch watching this news broadcast, mouths just jaw on the floor, looking at each other like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah, well, I felt like that fucking Leonardo DiCaprio uh, meme. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, Chris Watts, W-A-T-T-S. Wow. What, what's going on right now around your house? Right now, it's got K-9 units, the sheriff's department. Everybody's like they're they're doing their best right now to figure out like if they can get a scent and see where they went. If they went on foot, they went in a car, or they went somewhere. And right now it's just like they've they've been on point. They're going through the house trying to get a scent and hopefully they can pick something up to where it's it's gonna lead to something. What happened? She like she came home from the airport two AM and I left around five fifteen. She was still here. And like about 12:10 in that afternoon, her friend Nicole showed up at the door. Like I had texted Shannon a few times that day, called her, say, you know, but she never got back to me. But she wasn't getting back to any of her people as well. And that's what really concerned a lot of people. Is like she's not getting back to her. Like if she doesn't get back to me, that's fine. Like she gets busy during the day, but she can get back to her people, which wait, is wait, really wait, 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 hold on, Nicole hit pause, hit pause, hit pause, hit pause. First off, that man is way too calm. Way too nonchalant on how he's answering everything. Secondly, his arms are crossed and he's holding himself for comfort. Yeah. yeah. Third, every time a dog barks, his eyes dart. Okay? Yes. Fourth, this motherfucker is as white as fucking Wonder Bread, and he's saying she didn't get back to her people. What? Mm-hmm. You mean her friends, her family, or you just her people? Her people. The way it looks at me is like he was not part of her circle anymore. He had already removed himself. Dude is, is like so like. Like if she don't get back to me, that's fine. But she didn't get back to her people. Your fucking kids that's, are gone. Like Your children you, are missing and your wife is pregnant right. and missing. Okay, so the the wife being gone, if he's 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 if they were really going through so a separation pregnant. and whatnot. With his first son, he it was a boy. He didn't even want the third kid. I'm not even worrying about that right now. Really? The Can two, we bring up a small point? The two living children are missing. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, yeah. Well, she didn't get back to her people, so I don't know. Yeah. Have you made the connection yet with the son's name? N- no. They were going to name the boy Nico Lee. Okay. The woman he started seeing at work, her name was Nicole. He picked that name. He was going to name their son after his mistress. Nico Lee Nicole. Y'all ever y'all remember that old show Dragnet? All I can think of with this dude is dum da dum dum. Dum da dum dum dum. Alright, let it go. Yeah door and that's when i came home and then walked in the house and nothing has vanished nothing was here i mean she wasn't she wasn't here the kids weren't here nope nobody was here what's your wife's name shenan s-h-a-n-a-n-n what's your, what's your bella and celeste uh c-e-l-e-s-t-e four bella's four celeste is three and so 
many times did you try calling her? I called her three times, texted her about three times just to say, you know, what's going on? Like, I did, I could, after that, after the, after I called her and texted her once, it was like, like maybe she was just busy. Like, it, she had just gotten back, you know, like everybody's probably calling her from her trip. She just got back from Arizona. And I figured just, she was just busy. But when her friend showed up, that's what it was like, it, it registered, like, all right, this isn't right. She just took off, do you think? I, I mean, right now, I don't even want to just like throw anything out there. Like, I hope that she's somewhere safe right now and with the kids. But I mean, could You're she right, event, Skelly, could she he just does. taken off? I don't know. But if somebody has her and they're not safe, like, I want them back now. Like, that, that, that's what's in my head. Like, if they're safe right now, they're going to come back. But if they're not safe right now, that's what that's the not knowing part. Like, if they're not safe, I, I, last night I was I had every He's light in the smiling. house on. I was hoping that I would just get just ran over by the kids running in the door and just like barrel rushing me, but it didn't happen. And it was just a traumatic night trying to be here. I'm gonna ask some kind of tough questions. Relationship with the kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, my kids are my life. I mean, those those are smiles up my life. Really? And it's like, I mean, last night, like during like at, you know when they usually eat dinner. It was just like, I miss them. Like, I mean, I miss telling them, hey, you got to eat that or you're not going to get your dessert, you know? And just like, you're not going to get your snack after. I miss that. Like, I miss them, you know, cuddle up on their couches. They have like a Minnie Mouse couch and a Sophia couch that they cuddle up on and watch, you know, Bubba Guppies or something. And it was just like, you know, I was, it was tearing me apart last night. And I needed that. I needed that last night. And for that, for nobody to be here last night and to go into their rooms, and not and know that I wasn't gonna turn the rain machines on. And I know that I wasn't gonna turn their monitor on. No, I wasn't gonna kiss them to bed tonight. It was Okay. I Yeah, Skelly brought up that uh he has uh, a a slight smirk almost the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He knew because he mm, he literally in his head had to be the fact that he had just buried his wife in a shallow grave. And that his daughters were in the oil tanks next to her. That Oh, I hope she's somewhere with the kids safe. If they're safe, they're coming home. But have you noticed he hasn't said once anything about what could have happened to them? What's going to happen? Like, where are they? Somebody please bring them back. We have to find them. He's literally talking about how hard it was for him with the kids not home. He's also, if you notice him pursing his lips like really hard like that, that's him trying to remind himself to keep his mouth shut subconsciously. Mm -hmm. Don't say too much. Watch his eyes, too, because he'll blink and like try to separate himself from the conversation. Which part, Captain? Which part do you want me to tell her? Also, uh, Junior wanted me to tell you hi. Hi, Junior. I forget that there's a delay sometimes. It's okay. I'll wait. Oh, I can't do that while we're live, Captain. I'll tell her afterwards. Go ahead. Is it that stupid song? No, no, no. The question about maybe uh, putting your mistress on your uh, account so your wife can't see. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. It, it was, I, I, that's why last night was just horrible. I couldn't do it. I just, 
I just want, I want everybody to just come home. Like, wherever they're at, come home. That's what I want. He's keeping his mouth shut again. Where is she gone for? I see that, and I think Lemon Face, Lion Face, Lemon Face, Lion Face. Yeah, because her flight got delayed from Arizona because of, like, other storms around the, the nation. Watch him. So she's supposed to get home like 11. She got home at like 1.48. The camera guy noticed what was going on. He picked it up before anybody else and moved the camera. He out here swaying like now a tway in the wind. He just a twee yeah, in the wind. Not too. What, was, what was she going for? Like family trip? Or like... It was a Thrive Direct Sales. Uh, it was a local event that was down there between a bunch of leaders in, in the company. That night, that day she was back. I mean, I left. I left work for work early that morning, like 5:15, 5:30. So like she barely let I me. Mean, she barely got barely gotten into bed, pretty much. And, and, yeah, this might be a tough question, but did, did you guys get into an argument before she left? It wasn't. It wasn't like an argument. We had an emotional conversation, but I'll leave it at that. But it's. I just want them back. <laughs> I just. I just want them to come back. An avoiding emotional conversation. Yes, avoiding it. And did you see him immediately change the subject and start smiling? The I want them back, that smile, that's the lie. He's glad they're gone. Uh, he, for him to do this interview, that to me makes me think he's one of the most sick human beings in the world. Knowing what he did and doing this. Hmm. Watch the lie continue. And if if they're not safe right now, that's what's that's what's tearing me apart. Because if they are safe, they're coming back. But if they're not, this 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 has got to stop. Like somebody has to come forward. You spoke to her family, like her parents. Yeah, I've, I've, they've been in constant contact, like every hour. I mean, it's I mean everybody back in North Carolina and the East Coast. I mean, from Maine to Florida. What is her parents saying? You, like, no, just like, like, if they need to get on a flight, just let them know. Because I mean, they don't, they they feel helpless right now because they they're on the opposite side of the country. I mean, this Colorado is. I mean, you can't just drive around and look. I mean, it's just like you wouldn't really know what you're looking for. That's what the cops pretty much told me. That, that first day, I was like, I want to get out and drive around. They said, you wouldn't know what to look for. Um, I bet you do know what to look for. What is what is law enforcement? What is the police or the sheriff? That cameraman or... though. Your neighbors is anybody what is what's, what's police saying to you right now this is what they're doing right now is with the canine in the sense i think this is the biggest thing this is the biggest thing they've done so far because yesterday they all the federal police department did all the searching of the house and try to gather whatever information they could and with the detectives officers and sergeants and today it's all, i mean obviously with all the activity that's around it's 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 there's a lot going on around here, and I really hope that all of this can lead to something positive. What did um, your neighbors? Did they see anything? Did your neighbors see anything? No, like we've we've uh, the uh, police department went door to door asking like cameras and everything, just like nothing. And my last question, if you have any though, real crude stuff. But my last question is, if your wife can see this, if she if she can watch this, what would you do? Would you like to tell your wife and your kids? Shannon, Bella, Celeste, if you're out there, just just come back. Like, 
if somebody has her, just please bring her back. I need to see everybody. I need to see everybody again. This house is not complete with, without anybody here. Please bring her back. That's it. I can take that mic off you. Not a shard of emotion. You goddamn liar. If somebody's out there, if somebody has them, bring them back. I need to see them. No. No. You. Oh my god. He makes me angry. So. I'm going to share one thing that may have foreshadowed this and I wanted to leave this to the end because I wanted a discussion on this picture alone I'm going to share this it should be coming up on my video share mm -hmm. do you see this picture mm -hmm. a few days before Shanann got home Chris Watts sent this photo to her claiming that the girls had done this to a doll. Shanann was found in that shallow grave wrapped up in her bed sheet. You're going to tell me this wasn't some type of hint? The girls wouldn't know you know, like I, that creeps me out. Yeah. That creeps me the fuck out. And that is on her Facebook to this day. Is that not the creepiest thing? So. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Um, go ahead and transition away. Um, yeah. The the simple fact of like I said, I have no training, no no education in such matters, but watching that man as he spoke to the news when you see a mother or a father or any family member um, of a missing person there is emotion behind it they can barely keep themselves together Yes. To answer the questions. Yep. This was the next day or a few mm -hmm. days. You know, it was the morning after. Okay, so the morning after the cops had, had showed up at his house. Because he's wearing a different shirt than he was when the cops were there. Mm -hmm. All right. So you wouldn't necessarily still be in shock that they're missing. And the behavior, like I'm sure a behavioral expert will look at that and, and, and immediately, yep, that motherfucker did it, right? Like they'll, they'll be able to much better pinpoint all of the, 
the guilty signs than what I'm able to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I watched him give that interview. I, I, I just like we you guys. We watched that did. news yeah. broadcast live. And 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 it very much was that <laughs> he did it. That motherfucker did it. There is no doubt in my mind that that motherfucker is guilty. Like, again, we've seen it on the news before. People giving interviews and whatnot. They, if you're truly upset that the the person in your life that is missing is missing, you're gonna show some emotion. And here's the thing too: if my eighty eighty k a year wife uh, disappeared, I I feel I would probably be a little more emotional. You know, because one, that's my wife. Two, that's the person you love. Three, that's your fucking paycheck, because I'm sure that motherfucker didn't work that hard. Right. And, yeah. It, and then even still, like I said before, if you are truly having issues with your partner, your kids are missing. Mm-hmm. You're either going to be sad, you're going to be scared, or you're going to be angry. But yep. one of those three emotions is going to come through when you talk. Okay. Can you still see my screen share? No, but I can switch it back. Switch it back. Can you see the picture? Mm-hmm. This is how far away he buried them from each other. Let's see if I can make it bigger for them. These are the two oil tanks, the crude oil tanks. Bella and Celeste were in individual tanks. We'll get into what happened when they were killed in the next episode, because, again, that is extremely gruesome. Chris can tell you, when I first read the details on that, I sat and cried. It is heartbreaking. Hold on. And I don't want to get into the murder points now. However... This is literally how far apart. He shoved them into eight-inch diameter holes into crude oil tanks to get rid of their bodies. That's the best I can do for them right now. That's fine. Shanann was in a shallowly dug hole all the way across from her babies. When they found her in the grave, she was not buried flat. Like, she was not... No, she was curled in on herself. She was dropped in sideways, wrapped up in her own bed sheet, and left there. I think he threw like three or four shovels of dirt on her and just hoped that would be enough. This is one of his work sites. Why in the world would you, the place that you go to every week, why would you put them there? That is tantamount to trying to hide. Uh, I've put my lighter on top of this candy bar. You can't see the candy bar anymore. You can't see it. I told you, it's like he has no common fucking sense. I'm sorry, and I don't want to get into this, but if you're going to hide a body, where do you do it? 
not where everybody knows you go. Oh my god. And then there's transitioning images. You're fine. This is what these tanks look like up close. These are huge tanks. This is a normal porta potty. Can you make that any bigger on your end? There you go. This is a normal porta potty. This is a little set of mini steps that go up. Junior said if he worked in the oil field, some of the job sites are left for weeks on end. This one was one that was frequently visited. That was the difference. He worked the oil fields, but this is one that they went out to a lot. This was a constant, like, under working order. There's a reason why this, in fact, was still here. Because this is an active work site. They went out to this three to four times a week. Different workers went to go check it. So. It just... These are huge. And the holes... It's going to distort. No, it didn't. The holes... Okay. The holes are literally eight inches. Look at your hand. Stretch your hand out all the way. That's about how big that is. That's the hole that he shoved his daughters into. And he didn't put them together. There were abrasions on their body, not from the murder. From being shoved into those holes. That's just... I can't... Uh... How... How could you do that to your children? I, you know what? I've been married once before, and I've been divorced. I understand how you could be so angry at a, another person, a partner, that some thoughts might run through your head. Never in my life have I ever, ever been angry enough at a child to want to cause them bodily harm. That is a child. And... That is a three and four year old. The... The, 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 the mental capacity, the thought process, mm -hmm. any of it behind doing that to a child, just... I, I can't even fathom it. I, I can't fathom... Looking at a child, and your own child at that, and yeah. wanting... Especially it being your own. Yeah, and wanting to... Like, I don't like kids, for the most part, right? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm very happy being child-free, right? My friend's kids, they're pretty cool and whatnot. Um, they're the best kind of kids because they go back to their rightful owners, right? Like, they, they hang out for a little bit, and then, bye-bye! Like, I would have been, made a great grandparent. <laughs> yeah. But that was the thing that was so graphic about this, is he, he, they are blankets. Do you remember in the body cam that he was talking about, like, their blankets are missing? That's because the blankets were with them in the oil tanks. Yeah, just, I, I, I can't, like I said, I, I can't were, fathom that. I, I can't. Do you know how they knew that 
telling the truth when they got there about where the kids were. Hmm. They walked up these steps, went right here. On the hatch doors, you could see clumps of the kids' hair sticking out of the wells. They were down in here, but from pushing them down, their hair and skin got clumped up mm. on the top. The thing, I, I, I don't know why this stuck to me, but think about how big a child, a three to four year old is. Now crumple them up to eight inches. It doesn't work. Mm -mm. No. What did he do to those babies' bodies to get them in there? Well, and the the other question is too is like, and I'm sure this will get answered in part two is, where the fuck was he when the friend called? Right, like when the friend made it to the house and and Shanann didn't answer and 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 Chris said, you know, I'm I'm you know forty five minutes out. Where the fuck was he? Not here. I can tell you that he wasn't there. He was at. From what we know, another work site. Because, like... Um, because, do you want to know where this one was? Hmm. Three miles from their home. Oh, my God. Dude, like... The morning where... Do you remember the neighbor said... That he never carries his stuff out through the garage like that. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. It was Shanann's body he was putting into the back of the truck. In the bed sheet. He put Shanann's body in the back of the truck because she was killed in the home. And I'll say this about the murder, and I won't get into any more of the details than the actual murder. The two girls, one of the girls walked in on the murder, Bella. Bella walked in on her mom being killed. He said, we're going to go on a trip. She kept asking, what are you doing to mommy? He put both girls alive into the truck with their mother in the bed of the truck. I swapped images mm -hmm. for a reason. He pulled up here. I don't think we can see your cursor. Okay. He pulled up near where Shanann's body mm -hmm. was put. Right next to that square. The girls were still alive. This is where he killed the babies. After watching their mother being shoved in a hole, that's when he killed his daughter. Mm. In that same truck that he drove up to the house when the police were there. So did he have friends? Did he, like, have dudes that he hung out with? Like No. So he was just pretty much up his wife's ass, and, and that was it. So, like, there was nobody to really stunt for in that case, right? So, like, his feelings... Himself. That was it. No, 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 no. His feelings of inadequacy have to come from somewhere. And it's not just himself, right? Like, I'm, I'm assuming it's his family at this, this point, because that's all that's left. His wife, con or his family considered him to be end-all, be-all. He was star of the show. 
then they they was was he mentally ill? Like, is is he? I mean, is he, you could argue that because of what he did, but no. Is he a little bit special? I mean, because like it was speculated that he was gay, but no. Well, he is now. Right, but no, um, there was never any history of mental illness, um, never any real history. Now, I would argue that there was narcissism. I would argue that there was some not controlling behavior, but I would definitely argue that there was some moments of inadequacy, uh, probably some anxiety, but definitely he had the part of the disorder where uh, I need to feel important all the time. And my wife's not giving that to me, so where am I going to get it from? Well, he tried to make himself a star at work, and it didn't really work out. Um, but then the girlfriend that he had, Nicole, that was the only. And he hid things from her. She had no clue he was married. So was she like a, a, a cashier at Dollar General or something like that? Like, how how far beneath him did he need to have somebody so he felt important? She was a secretary at Anadarko. They worked in the same company. That's how we met her. We'll get a lot more into those details in the next one. Yeah, this, but, this... yeah. He, he absolutely 100% met her at work. It, it, it is so wild to me, too, because, like, uh, take our relationship, for example. Please make more money than me so I don't have to fucking deal with it anymore. Right? Like, please. Please make more. I don't care. It's not emasculating to have your partner make more money than you. You know what it is? It's a fucking breath of goddamn fresh air when you don't have to worry about it anymore. So I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, m make enough money that, you know, I don't have to worry. Great. You know, in our situation, there would be no kids, so the money would go a lot further, right? But, yeah. like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I'm trying to understand it, and I just don't fucking get it. Like, it, it's, it's not really a competition as long as one person is fucking knocking it out of the park, right? Like... Would you like a little something worse? I, I would love to be in the position where my job is essentially a hobby, right? You know? Well, 100%. And I think that's what, like... You're damn right, Junior. I want a sugar mama. <laughs> I'm going to switch images to show you something. When she was out of town, he. Is that the girlfriend? Took her on a hike. This is his mistress, Nicole. Tell me that she doesn't look like Shanann. She looks like she got a big ass forehead. <laughs> I'm sorry. He look, he's got a big ass forehead, too. Like, he's not thinking about 
proprietary of genes passing on because eventually you know you're going to end up having kids with your 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 mistress because that's just how it goes the two of them combined those two foreheads make an eight head you know it, it's just i i don't i don't get it what are you looking at oh where'd your audio go you completely dropped out for me. Oh, hello? yeah. Hello. I don't know why that went that way, but okay. I lost most of your audio right there. I heard nothing you said. Oh, well, it's fine. You just dropped out. I was just talking about the inevitable eight head those people would have together. Fucking God, I know. But yeah, there's like text messages and images and like he called her, oh my god, one of the text messages, uh, one of the recovered ones that he sent to her was, Sweet Dreams, My Sexy Empanada. That took me out. Was she Hispanic? Her last name was Kessinger. So, no. I mean, he looks more like he should have been calling her, like, his McDonald's apple pie. Like, I, what, what, my, my sexy empanada. Mm -hmm. I'm going to end my screen share now. That, that. Um, you can transition that. Already, I already have. Yeah, my sexy empanada. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, he just. I'm sorry, I don't know how he even got away with it for the... What? Let's see, she went missing on the 13th and he was arrested on the 15th. How'd he get away with it for that long? He does not have, as Grandma would have said, the common sense that God gave a billy goat. Well, and the wild thing is, is like, there's no blood in the house. There's mm -hmm. no blood on the truck. There's no blood on there's him. There's a reason. So... There's a reason. I'm going to assume that he had enough time in between when he murdered them and when he showed back up to, to clean nope. up. Nope. Nope. Look. Put, There's no blood for a reason. Well, okay. So I, I think I know where you're going, and I, I don't want to get into it because we only got about five minutes mm -hmm. left. Uh, they'll have to wait to part two. But even still, if I'm correct, still – Putting the kids through the 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 eight inch hole, he should have gotten messy, and there should have been some evidence left behind in the truck. We don't know how long he sat with the kids' bodies after he killed them. There's a giant chunk of time missing that day. He could have spent hours waiting for. I hate. Oh god, I hate talking blood to coagulate in their bodies before putting them in there so that they would not bleed. There was no blood. Because he did not kill them with anything that would have tainted blood. But it's just very 
heartbreaking to think that he got away with it for that long. He does not have common sense. He is not smart. That is not a smart man. I don't care. You can call him, oh, he's such a smart manipulator. He's a narcissist. No. That man is a dumb narcissist. It just doesn't make any sense. Shanann was absolutely a rock star at everything she did. She did everything she did. Raising those kids. She did the whole business. Alone. And I don't know why that was a problem for him. But not only was it a problem for him. She also did it the entire time she had chronic illness. She had lupus. Lupus, celiacs, and diabetes. Oh, I know what his problem was. He's a bitch boy, and he's feeling real small. 100%. And he had a tumor on his dick. The whole argument has been the entire time was, why did he kill them? And I believe it's very simple. He didn't want the family life anymore. He didn't want the headache. He had met Nicole. She was a free spirit. She went hiking. She did all these things. She'd go to car shows. She was just a social single woman. She started taking him with her when she, oh, let's go hiking up this mountain. Let's go to this car show. Let's go to this museum. He liked that life. It was more simple. It was more suited to him. He was the rock star in that situation because she loved him. She worshipped him. But it seems like Shanann did too. But Shanann was a rock star in her own right. Nicole was the secretary. Okay. He was the star in that relationship. Now, would you like to know how long it took for him to make that flip in his mind? About a day. Shannon and the kids were murdered in August on the morning of the 13th. It was literally the day Shannon came home. She never even went to bed. They fought as soon as they woke up. But Shannon was murdered on the morning of the 13th in August. He started dating Nicole in June. June. So, two months before. Two months. It took two months for him to decide that he wanted to get rid of his wife and children. And that's being generous because he could have had this planned knowing that trip was coming up a month out. Hence the reason why that photo of the doll is so creepy. You know, I uh, I have to, to question, too, just how innocent the, the girlfriend may be in all this. That's still a speculated thing. She never knew that he was married, and we do have that confirmed because we know exactly what he told. We have the messages. We have all of the messages referencing it. But something did come up. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. How did she not know? Was she, like, super new to the company that he was working for? Yes. Like. He never wore a wedding ring at work. Well, no. Like, he didn't wear because oil feel like he wouldn't have. That makes sense. Yeah. But, like. So, he never talked about his wife and kids at work, apparently. Um, But there was also the issue of. Nicole was told by him that he and his wife were divorced. She didn't let him see the kids. They had been long since separate and all this. She didn't find out until she saw him on the news that he was still. 
And when she saw that he was still married on the news, that that clip that we watched was the first time that she'd recognized and knew that he had a wife. And her first thought was, if he can lie to me about that, what else is he, he can lying lie about? about this? Yes. All right. Um, that's our time. And uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of Case Closed. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with the second part of uh, this case. Um, next week, I'll be back with a regular Cultivate episode. Um, we want your feedback, so when you see this pop up on your uh, your, your your streams, whether it's uh, through Spotify or iTunes or wherever, or definitely on YouTube, too, Make sure you comment. Make sure you let us know what you think, what you like. Um, give us your own speculation on these cases that we're covering. Yes. Um, give me your opinions. Yeah. I like them. Put I your, your points out there. Um, <clears throat> thank you to everyone in the chat who hung out and uh, uh, enjoyed this. Uh, thank you to Skelly, Essential Onion, Junior, Woodgood, Captain, uh, Bryce. I saw you in there earlier. Um uh, uh, thank you to Mr. Brown for joining, Hog, uh, everybody. Um, what? Can you please get Onion? Why? Check his name in Discord. Yeah, I did that. I hate that. I know. Stop. <laughs> Why did you name that man Sexy Empanada in our Discord? Because in my ch in the chat here, he said, I demand to be referred to as a Sexy Empanada from now on. All right, close the fucking show, because now <laughs> I need a drink. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks with uh, the second part, like I said. Um, I, I don't really have a closing for this one. Um, I it feels inappropriate to use the, the normal closing for the, the Cult of Odd. Um, so, yeah, suggest a closing for us because this is all we got. Until next time. <laughs>